Welcome to Sideshow Frasier. It's another lovely Thursday in 1994, I guess we're at mm, here now. Mm, 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 I'm pretty mm. sure the calendar has flipped. I think it's January 20th, 1994. That other voice you heard, mm, 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 over there, you know, really getting the dance beat going. <laughs> uh, that's Jordan Wilson. I'm Steve Shackelford. We host this weird podcast about 90s TV shows. It's a a podcast about Frasier, and then always one other random TV show from about the same broadcast week in history. <laughs> you got to preface it. Yeah, yeah, kind like, of around that time. Exactly. It's typically the same week. The, this rules, time we, are, the rules are loosey-goosey sometimes. We fudged it on this one due to popular listener demand, unfortunately. Mm. We've got millions of listeners, new ones every day. We appreciate you hanging it's with amazing. us. It's amazing. It's amazing. But this week, we're going to take a look at the episode of Frasier uh, from season one called Can't Buy Me Love. It is the 14th episode of the season. And basically what happens in this one, Martin convinces Frasier and Bulldog to offer themselves up in a bachelor auction for charity. And both men end up with rather surprising dates. That's all I'm going to give you. <laughs> Nothing more. There's a lot of spoilers that could happen right here. Jordan? Huh. Do you even hear about bachelor auctions anymore? I don't think I ever heard about bachelor auctions before in the, in the before times. Well, I mean, in the nineties, at least it seemed like sitcoms were pushing them. Yep. I barely even see like drama shows or even representations of it on TV anymore. I guess like the bachelor and everything just kind of took over that whole scene. I guess so. I don't know. I bet people would, would, take a lot of uh take a lot of issues with you know selling humans now <laughs> like, well it was never selling it was a charitable thing <laughs> i think they were raising money for it's no, just like going find to a, any other auction they'd find a way to a, cancel it well that would just be like hey well hold on a second <laughs> my my wife hosts charity dinners all the time that's essentially what these were were celebrity Are they, dinners for this bachelor and auction. they're what they're auctioning off people at where they work. Yeah, it's a, a human chef will cook the dinner for you. It is a chef at the farm like prepared by one individual. Yes, that's what this was. Frazier made her dinner in this episode. I mean, I understand <laughs> what you're getting at, but this is a celebrity bachelor auction. Oh, it's not my opinion. These are, these are not my views. Maybe this my is, problem is I don't go to enough high-dollar auctions. Probably, yeah. I'm not invited to them. I think I went to a silent auction once uh, for like a church thing in sixth grade. Yeah. And maybe bought like a golf courses of Texas book before the internet existed. Ooh. It's pretty, pretty interesting. That's good reading. Exactly. Read up, you know. That's just good, good to read in the bathroom. It's essentially coffee where it table. ended up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's a little small for the coffee table, but I held it in there. You know, I mean, it's on the back just, of the toilet. Well, it, it did. <laughs> um, lots of things do. If you think about it, it's the true. little like bathroom caddies, you can put those anywhere. I've been thinking about getting something like that. Cause we don't have any, any kind of, any kind of good storage in my bathroom. I was jealous of a neighbor cause they had a cool mirror and had lights on the inside and they installed it and you could open it up and it had all these compartments and 
I like things with compartments. How many of your neighbor's bathrooms have you seen? Two. Two? Three? Oh, all right. Two or three? It's pretty good. Yeah, I know my neighbors. I do. We know we know each other. I mean, not like we're chummy buddy buddies, but there's this one there's this one guy, <laughs> this old guy that that I help with his lawn, and his name's HJ. And no, it is. I, no, okay. I swear to you, it's All right, well, HJ. Like to blur this whole episode. That's out. his name. It's, I, it's like I, Herbert Jones or so. I don't know what his real I think name it's is. Like four and a half minutes. We have to just bleep out now <laughs> because of that. HJ. How dare you? And he's a great guy. And he, but he loves. I think he loves having a young gun and uh, around coming around. And he's, he's real. The last time I went over to help him with his lawn, he's like, well, come, come on inside. And I want to show you something. I want to show you all the work that I've done inside. And take a look. Uh, look at look at look at here. Look at this. Show. I saw a shower and I saw his uh, all his fixtures. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And you're the young gun in I'm this the young, scenario. I'm oh, okay. the young gun. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm a young gun. You're a young gun. And this is this a like planned community for retirees? Is there a lot of no, it's uh, just a, canasta it's, going on? There probably is a lot of there are some older folks in my in my neighborhood for sure. People that are moving away from the city to try and get, but the city's just following them out here because <laughs> it's like one of the biggest growing areas. <laughs> so they're like, damn it. Like I moved to try and get away from this life. And it's like now it's like Princeton up and coming. Like I often do consider I'm like, let's just buy a place super far away. And I'm like, even on all those places will eventually just, just fill, fill up with people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've seen the California like just wildlife reports. Yeah. They're like, all right, guys, it's hell on earth out here. <laughs> I think it's a. Uh, I think we're in the middle of a drought and floods at the same time. And <laughs> I don't know fires. how it's happening. It's, it, <laughs> right. No, that's possible. Yeah, and there's going to be fires and landslides for the rest of the year. So just <laughs> hang in there. We're sorry about your homes. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and hey, that earthquake thing where we might float out into the ocean. Still totally in play. Completely on the table. Plus, hey, guys, we live real close to that that Yellowstone volcano, just so you guys know. (laughs) Is is there a volcano named Yellowstone? Yeah, dude. No, Yellowstone is an... geyser? Is that old? That's Old Faithful. Old Faithful. Yellowstone is essentially a giant super volcano. The entire area of Yellowstone is a volcano. I never knew. I don't watch... Does Costner get into this? Costner? Kevin? Yeah, on the show Yellowstone. Oh, I have no idea. I don't. Wa- I have. I have yet to <laughs> watch that show. Well, because that's how they talk. And, Seems and, like you know a lot about Yellowstone. That's how they they're talking out there. It's kind of this this kind of draw almost. So. Right, so tell me about your Yellowstone park knowledge without any knowledge of the TV show because I don't watch it either. I don't even know if the TV show has anything to do with the park. Oh, okay. It probably does. I have no idea. I think that's like there. I don't know. I have no idea. John Yelly, Yellowstone. Yeah, John Yellowstone. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Yellowstone. Kev Yellowstone. <laughs> I hope that's what it's about. Just a rancher <laughs> named Kev Yellowstone. By the way, Kevin Costner, if you are listening by some grace of, of some miracle. Oh, you're speaking to I'm Kevin speaking Costner. speaking directly. Okay, this yeah. is to Kevin Costner. Right, well, everybody hey, else everybody don't everybody listen shut, to this. Shut up. Everybody Shut up. Jordan's this is talking for, to Kevin. For Costner. Kevin Costner, you are one of my all time favorite actors. I have seen most of your movies, and I would, uh, I've, we, I've even done an, uh, a couple of songs dedicated to your presence. Uh, and I would very much like to shake your hand and, uh, possibly, eat, I don't know, eat some, eat some, some good grub with you sometime. Sit down. You can mail tasteful nudes, uh, Mr. Costner, to Jordan at any point in time. Uh, Just ask his neighbors, uh, and they'll let you know where to send them. 
<laughs> Will you give out your neighbor's address real quick? Yeah, that way we, just, I mean, we don't want to give out your address on here, but can you give out your I neighbor's couldn't address? In, I, I couldn't in good conscience do that. And his right. name? All I right. couldn't in good conscience do that. I'm going to leave old HJ out of it. All right. <laughs> but how cool for that guy to just have some like tasteful nude show up from <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Costner. Incredible. And, and it says like he cur- courtesy really. of your neighbor Jordan. And yeah, he's like, you know what he, the hell? You know he wouldn't really. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have invited that boy in. He is bad. <laughs> I mean, it would be his PR guy who sends a headshot in, and then, and then, yeah, like maybe he would say, "Why did I invite Jordan in?" But maybe you would Honey, be his. <laughs> he was just supposed to help me with my grass. He, <laughs> he did you a giant favor, sending me nudie photos of Robin Hood. Kevin Costner is more familiar with grass than anyone. I said, what you, hold on. What are you trying to do? Eat some Skittles midway over some there? Sc- I going to eat oh, some Skittles. Okay. All right. I appreciate your dedication to the professionalism gonna, we go for here. I was going to eat some Skittles, and I was like, well, those are really crunchy. I don't even know why I brought them in. They're rustly. Yeah. They, they, cl- they clink and tink together. Do you see the engineer over there? He's ticked. He's just shaking his head. He can, hey, cal- uh-uh, calm down. His name is Samsung. Samsung. There he is. He's right over there. He's got a lot of technical knowledge. He does. But yeah, Costner, I mean, he was in those golf movies. I see I in those Skittles. You're really calling your name. <laughs> uh, he was in those golf movies and those baseball movies. Yes. So he's been on a lot of grass. Yeah. He I guess we I guess you're right. He does know about grass. And I think they kind of implied that he smoked a little grass in Field of Dreams. His wife probably did. Yeah, like, didn't they kind of imply the like, hey, man, he used to be cool. Back in the C- Yeah, yeah like, back they in the were day, both hippies he was in both the 60s. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he didn't smoke in the film, as I recall. I mean, no. maybe him and James Earl sparked one up on the way to that game. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Why not? I mean, there was a lot of stuff we didn't see. We didn't see him stop and get they, gas. They drove all the way like across. Where did they go? They went to, from Iowa to, like, Boston, I think, or something. That's a long-ass drive. I would imagine so. I've never done the Iowa to Boston stretch, but I'd imagine so. Hmm. This week on Frasier, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about this Bachelor auction episode. Uh, we start this episode at KACL, their uh, wonderful, delightful studios where we get to see Bulldog on the air. Yes. This is one of my favorite things because he goes for it. He's like, there's no. I don't know what his producer does other than just monitor levels for him because it's him making every sound. He's banging the gong. He's got voice effects that run through a box that he's running. Like you got to just kind of hold on for dear life, I would imagine, and that's got to be a very, a very uh, improvisational uh, type scenario for a producer. <laughs> like you just got to go with it. Yeah, I wonder. Do we know who his producer is? Did they? I don't think they showed him in this scene. I can't recall them showing him up to this point in the series. So I don't remember. I don't even know if it's like the same person every time. That's true. Maybe he's just got a random bunch of interns back in the day that just jump in there and run the board for him. Uh, so Fraser left his briefcase in the studio and doesn't want to go back in because Bulldog always puts him on the air. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Unfortunately, Frazier does have to go back in, and Bulldog does exactly that, and kind of just goats him into uh, sports talk, mm-hmm. which, for a psychiatrist, uh, I mean, a lot of them know sports, but Frazier doesn't, so it seems like a joke that would be easy to make at this point. Bulldog should mix it up, but he he asks a question that I might fail on some weekends. <laughs> He's like... Hey, what do you think about the Saints and Giants game or whatever? And who do you think is going to win? Who yeah. do you think is going to win? That's right. And Frazier picks a team, 
And then he roasts him, basically, where he's like, oh, well, they don't even play this weekend. <laughs> okay. like He does a donkey sound. Yeah. Okay, I forget the donkey sound, but do you keep track of all 17 games each week? Oh, God, no. And, yeah. No. I know what I know what golf tournaments are like happening usually, uh, but uh, that's because I follow golf. Okay. How's so. How's John Rom doing? John Rom, John Rom, I believe went to the Live Tour. Oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, can't he come back for the Masters? Isn't that a whole thing? Like I think oh, the I big don't know. boys are allowed back for the majors. I, I can't remember what they settled on, but it's like it's an other ex- than the PGA Championship, I believe U.S. Open, yeah, any Masters. any of the any of the Opens and the Invitationals and yeah. stuff like that, like Masters, because they can choose their own field, I believe. Yes, but and you're a previous champion. We can't keep you out. Of correct, here, basically. Correct. It's yeah, our little club. It's not as long as it's not a PGA like actual tournament, then then yeah, that whole that whole thing. But I will tell you, live. I don't know who cares about golf that's listening to this in any capacity, but live talking kinda, about live kind of looks cool, except for I mean, they it does it looks neat like the the team play. It's just a different format of golf. The whole like I get the whole guys like leaving because it's guaranteed money. And uh, have you did you know that like if you if you don't make a cut, like you just don't get paid at all, like no money whatsoever. So you just lose money because you went to a tournament, you know, and like that happens a lot with dudes. So that's why it's so difficult. And with this tournament or with this, like with the live golf thing, I'm not, you know, saying I'm on one side or the other. I'm just saying it's pretty neat concept. No, in the just sense- give your pro Saudi Arabia <laughs> points here real quick. On oh, no, 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 no. We're leaving <laughs> all po- politics aside. It doesn't sound like it. Keep going. <laughs> don't you bait me boy (laughs) keep going this is not a bait the i just think it's neat that they that they're like okay we're gonna pay you you know uh an albeit ridiculous salary to come and play golf but it's because you are who you are it's your brand so we're it's just like any other team sports scenario yeah it happens to be backed by the saudi arabian <laughs> government who yeah. kill people and where, where do you think they got kidnap that people quote, ridiculous amount of money yes and where do you think that quote brand okay yes built? i understand i stay away from politics i don't know what's <laughs> going on with that I'm, I'm just looking at it from a surface level here i'm looking at it from from just the just the top layer i'm not going i'm not peeling back all those layers like a nuclear <laughs> a nuclear onion i'm not doing that i can tell i'm not doing that well, are you are you trying to steer me in the way of like, hey, your mindset needs to change, and you need to realize some of the other things that are underlying in? No, in what- <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a totally cool thing. Um, I've only seen a couple shots of it. It looks fine. It's neat. It, 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 I don't know why you had to say it was neat. I mean, it, it's the way <laughs> you make it sound so wholesome. You're like, no, it's not. I mean, it's just blood money on rampantly being washed through the hands well of, your boy your boy roms over there with the well, with blood, johnny blood on his hands oh, now. well that makes sense pretty sure that's where he went i couldn't pick john rom out of a lineup that's really just one of the names oh, i, I always remember i could absolutely pick john rom out of a lineup but there's some there's some good hardy boys that are just staying that won't leave some guys that are just like you know hardcore for pga what's stadler doing Stadler, Craig, Craig Stadler. Stadler. I'm pretty sure he's retired. <laughs> what? <laughs> Craig oh, Stadler? Come on. That was from the 90s. Like well, he was I mean, playing like when we were younger. Is it not 94 right now? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were talking about 94 PGA. Forget the live tour. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so Stadler's not in. Pretty it? sure Stadler is not oh, in it anymore. God. Or he's not on the PGA tour. He might be on like the Farmers tour or like you know the Nike the old, tour, old, the old guy tour. tour. Oh man. Well, that's tough. So who knows? There's there's a lot of I mean, you know, 
We used to go to golf tournaments all the time. You got peed on a turtle. Pee, pee, tur- a turtle peed on you. <laughs> well, I was going to say, hold on. I did not pee on a turtle. Oh, come on. That Aaron. turtle peed on you, though. That's what I'm uh, correct. I picked up a turtle just because I was like, hey, what a cool looking turtle. And that turtle <laughs> peed everywhere. He peed all over your pants. I don't appreciate that from the turtle, by the way, but I. It was my fault. Are we sure? It, we're still not sure, quite sure if it was actual turtle urine or if it was like river water stuck in his shell. Because that's possible too. He could have had river water in his shell or creek, what, creek water. Creek water. And there's no way to be sure now. The forensics uh, team won't it was go a lot back of, out there. The only reason I'm suspicious is because it was a lot of liquids. <laughs> it was just so oozy. It was. <laughs> that's the thing. It was. Haunts me to this day. You were pretty mad about that. I remember. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be all wet. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Like, oh, come on. It was a hot day. It's good. Your pants dried quickly. That's true. I mean, we also saw Tiger Woods get poked in the eye with that pen. I mean, I guess. Yeah, we saw that. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. Yes, Tiger Woods was there. Yeah, Tiger. I saw Tiger. The Byron Nelson. Byron Nelson, baby. That was that was like ninety seven. I don't think Frazier plays golf. No, but golf would be a sport that would not be surprising a Frazier to play. Squash and golf kind of go hand in hand. You do wonder why Marty never was like, hey, why don't we put this kid in golf or something sure. like that growing up? I guess, you know, maybe it's just too much of a rich guy sport. But again, all the more reason that Frazier would play it when he became an adult. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so scene two, we're in Frazier's apartment <laughs> chilling. Niall sent Maris off to Chicago, so uh, he brought some bubbly champagne over. And we see uh, Marty playing chess uh, with a corn nut on the board, uh, <laughs> taking place at the bishop. Yep. I like that. Um, corn nuts are really difficult to uh, to deal with nowadays. Do you I mean remember- to enjoy? Yeah, that's exactly. Mm. I remember enjoying them in the '90s, like '92, when I was like seven to ten. I was like, "Yeah, corn nuts—they're incredible." Sure. I think the last time I had a corn nut was 2002, maybe. What is a corn nut? I don't know. That's they just came in weird flavors, and the advertising was everywhere. Is it like, just like shaped like hard, crispy soy or something? Like, what is it made from? I mean, it's a corn. So there's got to be corn. It's just a puffed, hard puffed corn. Maybe it is. Is really... it made of corn or made of nuts? I think it's made of corn. Is it made of both? It's like is it com- a corn shaped nut or an amalgam of corn and nut? To shape to be a corn kernel, shaped to be. It's a mystery. Steve. It is. That's what. That's probably why I didn't pick up more and why I don't eat them. Now you used to be a Super Bowl staple. I feel it, like it frightens and scares me. So. Good call. But yet they used to be everywhere. It was with the snack mix. They're like, oh, yeah, and there's a bowl of corn nuts over there. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Their marketing has fallen off massively. They're just like Snapple. I don't hear enough about Snapple. Snapple's still on the market? Not as much as they used to be. You try going into like a 7 Eleven and Get grabbing a Snapple. Snapple. No, there's not enough space for Snapple. They there's probably only sell it like, like Clamato. definitely space for that so much clamato in this place i'm like okay come on we can't sell more than one root beer in here but we've got a wall full of clamato all the flavors of clamato we can't get anything better than mug root beer out (laughs) here like there's that but you get another root beer brands come on now yeah me and a and w are barks at least i agree yeah the shelf space is shrinking in these places especially for the refrigeration you want good root beer you go scarborough fair it's going on right now no that's not true. I'm pretty sure that's just mug in a bottle. Is it? Yes. 
but they put it in those barrels. <laughs> That's what they all do, man. That's how look, they hose you. It's a placebo effect. It just Back there, there's just a guy shaking a giant two-liter up and down. <laughs> uh, so the corn nut is, yeah, the bishop there. And Niles uh, lets everyone know that Maris won't fly anymore because one time she was bumped from first class. Mm-mm. So now mm. she takes the train everywhere. That must have been so traumatic for her. You ever been in first class? Yeah, with you once. Oh, Christ. That's, I was about to say, no, I hadn't. <laughs> yes, Jeez. you have. Man, I forgot. I was in first that's class. That's the only time, time I've ever done it. Obviously, the only time you've God, ever done it. That's why too. I need you around more because I forget about my own life. People are like, you ever done that? I'd be like, nope, never been in first class. <laughs> if you had asked me right there, I 100% would have said, like, no, no, never, never did been it. in first class. Yeah, baby, we definitely did first class. It was, uh, we went to Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> it was a weird trip. But it was yes. a weird trip. Fun. Fun trip, yeah. but weird. We met that dude who hooked us up with weed and definitely tried to offer us a lot more than oh, that. Oh, yes, he did. Say he knew Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that story? He was like, I Mark, mean, yeah. Mark Wahlberg came in, rented out, <laughs> rented out half the hotel. That guy, yeah, he yes, was sir. that was that was a very weird trip. So I remember the bellhop far more. Yeah, the the bellhop who then later came and stayed with me in Austin for a weekend. Okay, now South by that Southwest. was really really weird. That's what I mean. The times that like thinking back to being young, it really is wild. We're like, so I let somebody do what now when I was twenty three years old? Some random dude that I met at a I forget hotel. His, I forget for, his name, but he went by something that was like he went by the Arizona kid. That's right. The yeah, Arizona his, kid. His name his nickname was the Arizona kid, mm, which was incredible. The he Arizona had, kid. He had to be 35 at the time exactly 35 probably and we were maybe 21 22 22 23 years old exactly at the most so oh you know kind of a weirder age gap i i don't hang out with a lot of 22 year olds currently but this dude was down for whatever yeah he would score you anything you want as the bellhop and he he was like a character from a movie like a vince vaughn movie or something (laughs) like And, and he was constantly encouraging us to do bad things almost for you know <laughs> that's I mean, the type of guy my mom told me to stay away from pretty much <laughs> um but he kept in touch and he came and hung out in austin and bragged about all the young college girls he was going out and smashing and lord knows if he ever did i for all i know he was striking out left and right you who, know? who knows what that what that dude right but yeah we flew first class out there yeah we did i got a uh it's a short flight though that's probably why i don't remember it. i got bloody mary i remember i drank a bloody mary i ate a sandwich and enjoyed the leg room <laughs> And enjoyed the leg. Yeah. I can't remember a thing. Maybe I I have no idea what I got. Lord knows. It was a short flight. And then I don't know that we had first class on the way back. Did we? No. That's because I think it was like a no. one-way first class upgrade randomly. We're like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I don't know what that scenario was. Did we get first class tickets or did we get upgraded? No, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure your pops flew us first class. Okay. Like he flew us out there first class, <sighs> which was classic. I mean, that was classy of him. This day, yes, this classy. You're right. It was. It was classy. You're was right. Classy. I, I'm sure he. <laughs> you're right. It gave me an explosion laugh. Well, the I'm one sure thing he flies first class everywhere. Oh, I'm sure he thing. does. I'm I, surprised he doesn't have a private plane. Honestly, but <laughs> he's looked at him. I know. Oh, I'm just like, God. all right, man. <laughs> I'm looking to buy better. The root one beer. thing before you go on. The one thing that I'm yeah. that I am and for will will forever be ashamed of on that trip. 
is that we went to that real fancy restaurant with your dad mm -hmm. and i ordered the tuna i ordered uh you don't remember this, do you? No, I don't. I ordered, okay. My memory I know, absolute I know, trash I know it now. Is. I know That's it why is. I'm starting over in 1993 and 1994. <laughs> just trying to get some of your memories like, back. So I'm like, maybe if I just talk about everything that happened <laughs> forever and just start doing TV shows, I can so, figure all this out. I ordered the tuna with the mole sauce, right? Sounds good, right? I mean, I'm, uh, now I know I'm not a big fan of chocolate sauce on tuna. It's weird. But it came out. My culinary instincts now tell me it was immaculately prepared and cooked. Perfect. Exactly what you'd want. And this is probably, I would imagine, before I started really eating like sashimi and like was privy to like raw fish. And I sent it back mm, and asked them to it cook back. it all the way through. So that I know for a fact that chef was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what is wrong with this person? Because they prepared it like to perfection. It was like a beautiful cut of like mm -hmm. sashimi grade tuna that had been just perfectly seared and had gorgeous like, you know, mole sauce with like, Roast you know, this bad boy, throw this thing <laughs> in the oven the for me. Like, you need to, I was like, it is still very raw. <laughs> I need this to be cooked through. I expected it to be like, sir, <laughs> like fucking tuna from a can probably. <laughs> and you're like, all right, sir. You <laughs> they probably made a grave mistake oh, as God. a twenty-something-year-old ordering this raw cut of tuna. And I bet every one of those waiters and everybody in the back had to come to the window just to look at my face because they were like, "I got to see this idiot." <laughs> they understood probably it was just some dumb kid who didn't know any better. I bet I your dad imagine. was like, "Oh God!" Like. <laughs> He, he had nothing else to yeah i mean he, he probably didn't care he probably tipped well and then moved on about his day and you know? <laughs> he's like yeah it's not my kid it's fine i was still very ashamed of myself for that that's all right you learn you learn uh so marty uh fraser's old man is waiting at the place and he asks fraser not to be in the bachelor auction uh, but to ask bulldog if he'll be in the bachelor auction uh, Frazier reluctantly agrees, uh, but he does angle for a spot in the auction himself. There. Of course. He wants to get down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, and I don't know what that is. Is it just vanity and he wants to do it for his brand or is he trying to find the date necessarily? Because it, it was weird. I was like, I wouldn't think Frazier would even want to be involved in a bachelor auction. No, I'm trying to, this show has, if anything, taught us that Frazier is kind of a horny guy. <laughs> well, for sure. Frazier definitely is down. I mean, he was he was trying to he was trying to get in bed with Daphne yeah. on last week's episode. Yes. So he's he's uh, he is not looking for love. No, he's definitely not. So I would imagine you're right. It was his uh, primal instincts of manlyhood. That's that a good way him. to say that. Yeah, <laughs> that he's real horned up. Yeah, he's a horned up dude. Those crane boys. <laughs> Those crane boys. Uh, so Niles does ask a very solid question. Uh, what happens if nobody bids on you, Frazier? Which seems realistic to me. Uh, like you never know what the the size is going to be of your attendees. Like if it's ten old broads, are they loaded and they're just ready to spend cash because it's a charity thing, or are these very discerning women that are looking for high quality dates and is Frazier celebrity enough to you know win them over who knows do you think Frazier has like a delicate confidence 
Like yes, he's, he's a celebrity. He's, he's, he's gonna, got a very delicate confidence. Yes. So he's, <laughs> he's worried that it's going to break. Why the hell do you think I'm talking on a microphone right now? If you don't have low self-esteem, <laughs> don't even try this crap. Like, yes, he's got, yes, he's got confidence issues, mm. undoubtedly. That's why he dresses the way he does of, um, for 100% he does. <laughs> okay, yes. all right. He's got a delicate. Marty's the one who doesn't have a delicate confidence. He's just chilling there, happy to be whoever. You know, he doesn't want to have a lady he's courting maybe know about his leg right away. Right. As we saw a few episodes back, but I think he's fine with who he is. He knows what he's got going. He just wants to go ice fishing. It's very true. Old Marty. (laughs) Uh, So then we get right to the bachelor auction in this one, and we see Frazier backstage with Bulldog. Frazier quickly kind of, like I said, this is what uh, confused me. He says he's not going to put out. Hmm. He's just going to like... Get, that's it. maybe he thinks it's gonna be a bunch of old ladies he's worried that it's gonna be an old lady yeah he's like only some hag would bid on me so i'm not gonna put out if it's nobody attractive we're sure. like frazier i mean at least see him first before you just say you won't put out you're a single dude that's true and uh depending on how much they pay you might have an obligation there buddy an obligation yeah, buddy, these, are, these, the nope, these are unwritten unwritten laws unwritten rules here this is a pimp charity yep. oh my gosh <laughs> that's what marty said yeah, I'm, you're right marty did insinuate that like hey you know sometimes you gotta take one for the team here this <laughs> is for a good cause which is odd <laughs> uh, but the women are going nuts you can like hear them in the backstage and it it does seem like magic Mike out there or yeah. something women are screaming like it's the Beatles. I wouldn't know how else to classify it. I think you wrapped it up pretty well with Magic Mike. Magic Mike's <laughs> That's a good, good reference. It sounds like there's a lot of sweat out there is what I would say. Because yeah. there's not a lot of music playing that I can hear, but it sounds sweaty. What are you supposed to do? I mean, like, are you just, you're just supposed to go out and stand there and like the, the auctioneer tells them, tells who you are and then people bid on you. But it seems like, because like the Bulldog do like a routine, <laughs> like go out and do something. <laughs> I am also confused about what you do and like how they present you. Like, yeah. Is it like your bio and your professional things or is it like this guy likes walks on the beach? I think it's like that. Like, cause in Seinfeld, when they did Kramer, <laughs> yeah, right. she was like, he's a high school graduate. He was like equivalency, equivalency, <laughs> equivalency. equivalency high school equivalency graduate. <laughs> He is self-employed, so yeah. it's like, I mean, they're that, just telling... Because that's what I imagine. It's like a professional bio almost. <laughs> yeah, it's your but, stats. It's your... Okay, so for them, like I said, this is a Farmersonly.com stats. Well, yes, but these are celebrities, so we're, I guess we're all of them single. It is a bachelor auction, right? So yeah. they have to be eligible bachelors. Yeah. So yeah. the first guy we see that has to go out, Martin's excited by because he's hanging out backstage well or as well. He says it's that's TJ Smith, a linebacker for the Seahawks. And this dude is just jacked up. Giant. He's like 6'5. Yeah. He's probably, that was probably like a real football player, that yeah, guy. I did not look up which actor played him, but I, yes, it seems like either a guy who really played in the league or an actor who used to play in some level of college sports right. or professional sports. Yeah. May have just been a stunt man. That's true. Those stunt guys are huge. Maybe it's Costner's stunt guy. He kind of looked like Costner. Hell no, he did. I mean, Costner's stunt guy's got to be smaller than that, right? I don't know. Costner's not that tall, I guess. I think the stunt guys were for like the action movies that looked like that dude. 
Did Costner play JFK, or was he just yes? In, he oh, sorry, no, 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 no. no he no. played. He a, was, yeah, he played the like an investigator, Jim attorney guy. something. I, you know, I probably. Knew I could see him as JFK though too. I think he played JFK in another thing called Nine Days. Maybe okay, he played JFK in that. Um, but that was about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and maybe it wasn't him. I think he was in that, but I don't know what role he played. I think he was JFK. Yeah, because I, I hear him having like a Massachusetts accent. So like, I do as well, and I don't know what that's from, and I don't know that that's a real accent. I've heard other people talk about that that like it's not even a regional thing that's like a kennedy rich family person thing. only thing where they're like no i'm from the same town that guy grew up in no it's like we that, don't speak that way the transatlantic accent mixed with like boston or it, something or like massachusetts or connecticut or some shit yeah it's weird because uh. i think people yeah where the kennedys grew up were like no we that's not a <laughs> natural affectation that we have to our voices and they don't talk the way i'm talking now sure. but i think they have to speak no we don't all talk like this <laughs> you know like, <laughs> you this is like not a regional <laughs> thing that's steve's quimby impression <laughs> well, Quim- diamond joe is jfk <laughs> that's all i've got i imagine that's the way every uh jfk impersonator gets their hooks is from quimby say chowder frenchy <laughs> It's, Say chow yeah, I do Freddie Quimby. That's right. Not even, not even Mary. Yeah, Quimby. that was that do, was Freddie. I do Quimby. Freddie Quimby, the nephew. <laughs> I like Say it, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> chow the hell. That's right. I have to is. say it. If you call me Freddie and tell me to do it, I'll do it. There it is. Uh, so TJ returns from the bachelor auction experience. Says the women out there are like sharks at a feeding frenzy, and we see that TJ was bought by Roz. Mm-hmm. Roz does look uh, also pretty horned up. Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. He was like, the woman that bought me had a weird look in her eye. <laughs> you see Roz and she's like, where is he? <laughs> like, whatever. Like, went real like Ghostbusters and <laughs> Zool or whatever that stuff. She is. had her arm up in the door frame. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, so now it's Frazier's turn. He's up. Uh, Martin tells him, uh, hey, now if the, if the bidding slows down up there, I want you to drop a quarter. And take a couple minutes to pick it up. Couple minutes, and then he kind of like slaps his rump. So I think that, was it just like, hey, show your butt. Yeah, show your butt. That's probably the best thing you got going. Moon is ladies if, is if what the he's the saying. Face isn't something. They people need to watch out on the mooning. Um, <laughs> I think we've discussed how it should come back. I feel like you know it's a tricky thing out there in the world. Mooning now it used to be so commonplace. It did. Um. I don't know that you can moon anymore. I think I think the moon's gone in like real life. TV representations, though, I think it's still allowed. Like, are you still allowed to like show it on TV? I haven't seen it in a while. That's I don't know that people are using that gag anymore. It's probably true. I think it's probably just a tired gag. Nobody runs out and moons anymore. Yeah, interesting. It's a real nineties thing. So they just they're like, no, nah, it's your nineties. What do we do now? The nineties are coming back, though. Maybe mooning's coming with it. It's true. The 90s are coming back. There's tons of kids wearing Nirvana shirts thinking it's a t-shirt brand. <laughs> Not knowing that it's even a band or anything. 
Well, I mean, it's a state of consciousness, really, when we think about it. So it's to oh, <coughs> eat your Skittles. I'll talk for a while after that eye roll. I'm offended by your eye roll when I, when I discuss Nirvana's state of being. <laughs> Talking about the literal word. You could write the word Nirvana on anything. In the same exact font as the Nirvana brand. Sure, why not? Then <laughs> it's, it's the band. I suppose. <laughs> you never know. Maybe those kids are just more enlightened than you and i that's true i mean yep maybe i'm missing something <laughs> so fraser gets back pretty quickly again they never show out there so we don't get a like visual representation of what the auction looked like you just have to go off like the screams and the, the just yeah i mean i know it just looks like a banquet room with like tables and women are like sitting there and like maybe some of them standing up at the front of the thing i also imagine it to be like a strip club <laughs> That's just gonna say, like, how many women were there and was it an only women event like usually charity yeah. events like well i was gonna ask you like what is this for like what is yeah. the and how why is marty organizing it I think he did say at the beginning what he's part of some organization, obviously. Yeah, I forget what it was. He should have auctioned himself. I bet he would have gotten just clobbered. He's Those not a celebrity. This oh, is a celebrity oh, okay. bachelor auction. That's, right. That's why That's it right. had to be TJ Smith and all Frazier. those other, yeah, at least moderate celebrities like Frazier. From the AM radio station. <laughs> I think it's a big deal, though. So once Frazier gets back, um, he says it was. He doesn't remember even what happened out there. It was all so insane. He just remembers someone's yelling, "Shake your money maker." Yep. Which good little thing. I like using the phrase "shake your money maker." <laughs> <laughs> it really conveys what you're going for. You know, shaking that tail, man. Shaking that tail. It's really good. Uh. Um. So he finally sees the uh, the auction winner. She enters. She's quite attractive. Yep. Because she's a supermodel. She's a supermodel. So she's like super supermodel, like 10 hot. Why the hell is she at this thing insatiably bidding on men or whatever? No like, clue. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but she says she's a huge fan of the show. Again, another example of Frasier just killing it with the female demographic yeah, on oh, listeners. Yeah. So, all right. Um, after seeing the model... Frazier's now all into putting out. He's more than happy to put out and says, uh, no, that's my new owner. Tells Bulldog, yeah. Oh, there goes my new owner over there. I'm like, okay. That little guideline that he had is uh, thrown out the window. <laughs> it's like, he, didn't, he didn't provide a lot of conditions up front. So like, all right. Yeah. Seems like a principled man who, to your point, it's really more just horny than anything. So he undermined his own uh, principles pretty quick there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Bulldog goes out returns pretty quickly as well doesn't seem pleased uh we found we see pretty quickly that oh bulldog was purchased by daphne i love how defensive bulldog gets when he's like bulldog you're back soon and he's like hey yeah. it's the last thing he's like hey don't you talk like that it is when- <laughs> <laughs> he got so jumpy and defensive real quick bulldog's jumpy about everything i, I feel him. like <laughs> Unless he's talking sports, he's not happy. And even when he's talking sports, I think eighty percent of the time he's pretty hopping mad that there was a loss that occurred, or you know, the a trade, or yeah, exactly. I think he's even mad then. So <laughs> it's just his default mode. But he's right. Last bidding item of the night. Why wasn't that the Seahawk, the giant dude? Bulldog should have been earlier up when there was a little bit more money. Because by the end of the night, you say you want. So you're saying save the best for last. Yeah, 
On a bachelor auction, I would. Yeah. Yes. Keep everybody around. Keep, Keep everyone around. Yeah. It keeps the bids lower up front, but it enables you to have more just kind of like funny money at the end there. We are like, all right, well, we all came with this much, but if they've already bid up on Seahawks and yeah. Frazier, I guess Bulldog's not going to get anything or whatever, but maybe it wasn't that many people. Like, that's also confusing. There was... Sounded like a lot of people. I know. I was like, there was tons of women out there. So hmm. anyway, I guess nobody bid. Marty convinced uh, Daphne to bid a hundred bucks to get the bidding going as a shill. A shill. Nobody else bid, so she stuck with him. <laughs> and I think did a uh, bulldog mention a little earlier that he was going to take whoever to a basketball game yeah. and give them tickets to some stuff. Yeah, or to whatever. to a, to a uh, what is it? The Seattle Supersonics. Supersonics. Yeah, it's the Supersonics. The Supersonics. So yeah, he's taking them to any in a limousine. Damn right, it's in a limousine. I wish limousines were still a big deal. They were the coolest thing in town back in the day. Uh, so then we get over to Fraser's apartment. His I was going to tell a limousine story, but I stopped myself. Oh, really? I mean, I can't we'll remember. get back to the limo. We haven't even gotten to That's our limo. True. We haven't scenes. gotten to our That's limo. We'll save it for our limo time. I just can't remember if I've already told it on this podcast before. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Jordan clearly only has one limousine story. <laughs> yeah, kind of. All right. Uh, one so good one. We get over to Fraser's apartment. His supermodel date enters. But uh, she's late. Says she can't stay because she has a job that night. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she also revealed that her babysitter got called on the same job. Because she's also a, a supermodel. <laughs> this sounds like a porn setup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, supermodel That thought never crossed my mind. And hot supermodel babysitter <laughs> show up for the night at a photography shoot. Photography studio. Let's just see a little more. I, yeah, gals. I, was, I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> exactly. Why is it at nighttime? Yeah, I was like, what is this photo shoot? <laughs> yeah, that's last minute and mm. probably cash only or something like that. I'm mm. like, alright. Huh. Uh, but this supermodel Christina reveals her daughter's with her. Uh, she looked like a 12 year old girl, 13. I can't remember. Like 12 or 13. Like yeah. She mentions it at some point. Uh, but says she needs Frazier to babysit for the night. Oh, she's definitely 12. That's right. I did make a note of that later. Uh, says she wants Frazier to babysit for the night. Uh, daughter's name is Renata. Uh -huh. Um, so Frazier reluctantly agrees. Renata comes in. Frazier offers her some goose liver pate. He does. Uh, a couple other things he throws out there. All the stuff that he was going to serve for dinner. <laughs> yes, which the daughter brings up later, <laughs> but it does kind of track that Fraser should have known this. If she's a supermodel, she doesn't eat a shit ton of stuff. No. So <laughs> you don't have to get a giant smorgasbord of items here. Not to, to insinuate that she's definitely, you know, has like an eating disorder. It's just that they, she's probably got a strict diet that she adheres to. Right. That there are certain things that you're like, maybe she can't eat pate if you are serving a model. Maybe they'll go all out, but you do want to probably check some dietary restrictions. Sure. Or, hey, if you've got to shoot the next day, you can't consume any salt, for example. Like, so the, was, yeah, exactly. There would be certain things that would be off limits for their career, you know? So, yeah. Uh, so, it happens in my career all the time. No, it does not. 
<laughs> you're chugging Skittles right now. I've never seen anybody not even chew them. That's how you're not making any noise. I'm just, just, just chugging them. It's incredible. I can taste them in my in my tummy. I can taste <laughs> them in my belly. You'll taste the rainbow later when you, yeah. <laughs> when you burp it up. I'll taste the rainbow. It's a delayed, it's a delayed time fuse taste. <laughs> time release rainbow. I just pop them like pills and just swallow them. <laughs> I really water. should. <laughs> I'm not going to try to tell them how to run their business but if they could get me a time release rainbow flavor i wouldn't hate that honestly <laughs> like, like oh this is cool <laughs> oh like three hours le- earlier i did eat some skittles and now hmm, look at the back look at that man i timed that perfectly <laughs> yeah except this is incredible now i'm in the middle of class and i just feel this really you get to the up. movies and they're like refreshments sir and they're like no, <laughs> oh, no. i've already <laughs> taken care of that <laughs> oh i took a once a day skittle earlier <laughs> i'm just fine it activates every two hours <laughs> i had some power bars in the car <laughs> man we need to call i mean the pharmaceutical companies and skittles right now and put these two in touch that's true gotta get this uh this stuff going here and then figure out how to patent this yeah it's messed up i read i read like a headline that said that skittles had like titanium dioxide in them which is like really not good for you and uh ever since then i've just wanted skittles so it's like that's the worst part about like i know they're horrible i know that there's like you know hardcore chemicals in them but man oh man don't those bad boys taste good no it's really hard i'm like okay so red dye is bad yeah but sprite is still okay right <laughs> they're like no i mean just because it's clear sprite says yellow dye <laughs> no 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 it's still not okay i'm like well it looks like water like, <laughs> like well yeah but it's still loaded with sugar and lots of chemicals You're like but it tastes but it's just so my, good. My brain likes it because I'm <laughs> used to it. Is that a problem? You're like, yes, that's addiction. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, is that okay? Is, it, like, is addiction a problem? It's like <laughs> for many people, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, this is bad. I guess. <laughs> uh, so, if Renata doesn't want to eat any goose liver pate. She just wants to use the phone. We do get some cool '90s phone stuff here. Um, she is on three-way calls most of the night, flipping back and forth. God, three-way calls. Uh, scary time. I'm pretty sure you, you can still do that. You just conference somebody in on your phone. Yeah. Uh, so it's the same exact concept. It's just back in the day. You had to like click over to the other line, and then you had to call that person because there was two lines. Like there was there – was, you could get a call, you know, like a call waiting line. Kids have no clue what we're, you know, if there's any children. Mostly there's not. Mostly there's just old farts like us listening to this, I'm sure. But This podcast is designed – for children well yeah uh and then you would i guess call them up and then you could like was it like you clicked back over and you could like have merge both lines i can't remember how to do it i don't remember exactly but yeah i would imagine it's like uh gosh i have no idea i can't remember how to do it like hold down your power button there must have been a different button because some phones couldn't have been able to do it right like I just, I, I, I'm I remembering from like phones that actually had like a hang, like you would hang it up. You know what I mean? Like it had like the, yeah. the button that you would press to like hang up the phone, whether it was, you know, just old school. Uh, it's hard to describe it, but you know what I'm talking about? I do. And I cannot remember the methodology that we had. I think you just like either. click, you just click on the, you click on the, you know, the hang up button once quickly and then it That's goes over to the next di- to another dial tone you dial and you click back and then that person's on the line yes yeah, like i feel like it was just like a you hold it but not as long and you're like how mm-hmm. did we get people to buy into that how do we whatever? even know without yeah, right. the internet 
How did we know? They must have had to run marketing campaigns on radio and TV to let us know, just like eight, you know, like one eight hundred collect <laughs> late night. Like, are you tired of talking to only one person on your telephone machine? Well, get hip, old man. <laughs> the nineties are extreme. You can one hundred percent increase the amount of people you talk to right now. Instead of talking to one other person, you can talk to. Two people at once. That's one thing that I miss since, like, the implementation of streaming is like just regular TV. I mean, I have regular TV. It comes like on my TV. It's the, you know, the whatever TV I bought's channel, Samsung channel or some shit. And which is good. I mean, not just the channel. It's got like a bunch of channels on there, but it's not like TV, TV, you know, 94 TV. 94 TV was incredible. See the actual commercials and see the actual like, you know, advertisements for uh, terrible products like the phone phone head holder. And it's when millions of people watched all the time. There's not millions of people watching things all the time. now. I mean, there are millions, but not near as many as there used to be for Mm -hmm. sure. So So weird. It is tough. Renata's feeding Eddie Cheetos. (laughs) That's a good gag. She's just kind of tossing them at him. Uh, And Quickly, we realize she's not too pleased with being here. Like, she's cool when she's on the phone, but she really doesn't want to be at Frazier's house. I don't blame her. Yeah, and she calls her mom a flake. So she starts planting these seeds with Frazier. Like, yeah, my mom's a terrible mom. She's a flake. Um, she leaves me places. And, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so that's pretty much the whole point of this scene. And then she, she says she has to lie about her age mm-hmm. so that people won't know her mom's age. Right. So even though she's 12, she has to say she's nine so that people won't know her mom has a 12-year-old daughter. Right. 90s were wild, man. Like, I, is that just a supermodel thing or a 90s thing? I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be, like, math involved. <laughs> I don't, I know. even simple math, my brain's like, buh. This is a no math podcast. We will never do math here, so I'm <laughs> just going to move on. Thank you for that. Um, she does say that uh, Tony is on the road with Whitesnake, mm. and Tony is her dad, mm-hmm. and Whitesnake is not a band. That's the name of Tony's new wife. I, I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess that's like a 12-year-old joke that maybe she would make. I was like, all right. Um, it would have been funnier if it was the band. We're like, all right. She, He's uh, touring with the band Whitesnake. Touring with Whitesnake. Dude's a roadie. a roadie. Yeah, exactly. Like, Dude's a roadie. Got it. Uh, then we get to the limo. Daphne and Bulldog are out together. Daphne's freaking smashed. Yeah, she is trashed. So tell me about your uh, limousine story, since we're in limo land now. It's uh, story involves you too. So we went, we we rented a limousine for our dates in like I don't know tenth grade or something. Went to a restaurant. Quickly realized that I forgot my entire wallet to pay for this meal at this restaurant with these with these dates that we had. So you and I hopped back in that bad boy limousine, drove all the way across town back to my house to get my wallet, then got a call on our Nokia, old school Nokia cell phones. Well, we're already done. We already ate. Everybody ate. We're done. We need to leave. You guys need to bring the limousine back. 
And so we're like, whoa, whoa, dang. So we didn't eat anything. We were hungry. We had, we had go. We had a whole night ahead of us. We had to eat. So we convinced that limousine driver to drive us through the McDonald's drive through baby. So we took a limousine <laughs> through a McDonald's drive through Not sure many people have done that, to be honest with you, because it actually went through the entire drive through and the limousine like pulled up to the very far back window so we could hand them the money and get the food. <laughs> we ate at McDonald's. And then, well, then everybody got back in the car. I remember into the limousine. They were like, smells like McDonald's in here. <laughs> I can't imagine those dates went well. No, God, no. <laughs> so you're telling me, I remember doing this. I can't remember what I must have possibly said to the girl to be like, well, Jordan can't go back alone. I, I got to I go gotta with go. him. <laughs> I mean, like, somebody's got to go with Jordan in the limo. I got to go with him. When else are we going to get a chance, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to just cruise in a limo like this? I, we got it for the night. Let's do it. I man. imagine that those girls were fuming. I don't even know who it was. I can't I, remember who we took. I have no idea who it was because I'm sure it was like, hey, as soon as we get there, I'm finding another guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> I don't know who was with Steve, us that night. Steve and I are going to go smoke cigarettes in the parking lot anyways. <laughs> <Really> like, <laughs> doesn't matter. We're going to listen to the fish album that we brought. <laughs> I can't imagine how mad that girl must have been oh, when I God. said, yeah, I'm bailing out of here. I remember we got back to the house and my and I walked inside. My mom was like, what are you doing here? And I told her and she was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> It's like, uh oh, that's not good. Jordan, she's going to be so mad at you. Yeah. (laughs) What do I care? (laughs) What do I care about that life, man? (laughs) I said, I love it. Um, So, Daphne keeps just trashing uh, and roasting Bulldog throughout this. She's like, (laughs) hey, well, you know, I mean, those big basketball guys, uh, you know, really, uh, really make you think about how big a dude is. Yeah, that's really the good, measure of a man that's or something. A good measure of a man. <laughs> and she's just like, well, that's why you're probably not that big. And <laughs> stuff like that. Like, she just keeps roasting him and then basically calls him an idiot. Calls him it, stupid. Yeah. yeah. You're like, okay. Damn, Daphne. <laughs> like, so Daphne's clearly an honest drunk who's also somewhat mean. Yeah. <laughs> somewhat <laughs> insulting. Right. She starts, uh, talking trash to other drunk sports fans in traffic so common at a sporting event yeah because they're stuck in the parking lot yeah you will get stuck in traffic and from a limo she uses like a little air cone what do they call the mega megaphone there you go yeah she's got a megaphone but not an electric megaphone you know it's just a little cylindrical cone we'll call it an analog megaphone. an analog megaphone thank you jordan you're welcome uh so she's just screaming out of that i don't remember exactly what she's saying but it's <laughs> it's pretty rough and if you heard an old british lady saying it or whatever and she's not old but she sounded like an old drunk british lady <laughs> yeah. when she was screaming like i guess it would make you mad but she shouldn't yell at drunk people. No. And I think that's a bulldog it tells her pretty quickly. She's provoking like, fights. Like, hey, take it easy on the trash talk to other drivers. We are pinned in here. Like, if anything happens, it's not hard for them to get out and did the Supersonics lose that basketball game? I believe so. Yeah, so they're they're happy. they're hopped up then. Yeah. The the other fans are pissed off. Yeah. Daphne doesn't care. She's happy. She just wants to go home. Or actually, no, she just wants to cruise around in that limo is what it seems like you know i've i've worried about that before like leaving a sporting event and you you park you park a little too close to the other side's parking lot 
and you you might be you might be wearing some some jerseys or paraphernalia you don't want to get you don't want to get beat down don't go to away games get anywhere. a beat down yeah i mean as long as you're at a home game you should be fine i guess i i guess i Are just you talking about high school yeah <laughs> like because, like because that's the last time i was ever at a sporting event oh, this wouldn't okay. have even been me in high school this would have been like when my brother was in high school and like two two rival teams play at like the texas stadium you know what i mean right. i remember thinking that like oh no we can't they wait then this is the this is their side. <laughs> like we can't go to the visitor side or whatever. It would be best if you didn't park over there. That's correct. Uh, and then yes, some stadium fans are bad about how they treat visiting fans. They shouldn't be. It should be a welcoming environment. It's just karma. Yeah. Eventually, you will be a visitor somewhere as well. Hey, you don't want to make it that nasty everywhere. But Sports fans can get nasty, though. Yeah, you get stabbed for that kind of stuff in like Oakland and San Francisco. People die. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bad out there. Man. It's tough. That's another problem that Californians have. <laughs> I, I don't know that that's a recurring problem. I think there was just one big one where there was like a stabbing outside of a, you know, I, I can't remember whose game it was, kind of game. but it was somewhere out there in California. Good gravy. And I'm, I'm seriously not trying to... <laughs> hone in on california today <laughs> i'm sure this happens in philadelphia too I'm like sure people in dallas all the That's time i'm sure there are just as many fights right here in dallas <laughs> they just don't make our news as much the one that did make the news was those people hooking up in uh, the stadium on like the first night it opened years ago wow they were like hey first night at&t stadium opened up go bang in the bathroom and like security i think didn't release it but they're like hey Please don't do this in the stadium. Like they might have done it on the concourse somewhere, where they're like, "Okay, you know, like, like this is this is just not allowed." Guys. Right? Exactly. Let's go with our shirts on. Okay, <laughs> Let's keep our shirts on. Let's go with our shirts okay. on here. <laughs> uh, so the dude that Daphne's talking trash to eventually does get fed up and uh, comes over. They rip Bulldog out of a rolled down window but yep. not daphne's window why the hell was bulldog's window rolled down i don't know like what's he thinking there because they didn't open the door and pull him out they like reached in and pulled his legs out and you know sometimes it's been a while but when you get when you get too drunk you need a little fresh air i agree nothing wrong with that you know what i mean i understand so i get why his limo window was down you gotta bask in that limo is yeah and also if you're in a limo and you don't ride in a limousine very much you gotta roll the windows down so people see you in the limousine it's either that or stand in that sunroof stand on the the sunroof the moon roof at night right Moon roof at night yeah yes is that true does it change during the day and during the night yeah but what about what about like uh, at dawn and dusk I don't know. Then it's a sun moon roof. I don't know. A moony roof. Don't. You can't moon people out of there, guys. We already said that earlier in the podcast. No more mooning. Yeah, everybody stop it with the mooning. Moon and movies. Steve mentioned, look, I know we have a big reach here, guys, but Steve mentioned mooning one time, and you guys are now making it TikTok trends and like saying, sign show, Frazier told us to do it. Stop it. Stop it. To me, I just thought it was like dressing like Daphne Moon. So I think I encouraged it earlier in the series. I was like, yeah, mooning. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing that. Yeah, exactly. My wife moons people all the time, but no. I guess it doesn't mean... It's just wearing, like, flowery dresses. Yeah, like, exactly. You're, like, you know, recommending some fashion tips. Yeah. Maybe more... Um, getting weird premonitions. Yeah, That's all it is. European-centric. But, no, guess not. You guys are showing your rumps. You cut it out. 
So Daphne drives off in this limo, uh, calls uh, Bulldog Pitbull on the way out there, <laughs> I which I really love. I was like, oh, nice. I was like, oh, Pitbull. Pitbull wasn't a thing back then, but I liked it through the whole night. She was just like, I'm going to ignore this dude. I'm just here to get the drinks. I'll watch the basketball game, ride in the limo, and then roast him a couple times. You ever purposely called somebody by the wrong name just to get yeah. out of their skin? Absolutely. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> one too. of my favorite things to do. Are you kidding me, James? <laughs> Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> it started with a J. Sorry. Bingo. That's all you have to do. Just make it close enough to where you're like. I already told you. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. I mean, standard names like ours, Jordan and Steve, it's going to happen. I get a Sean every now and then. Like one syllable S names sure. will come across. The Stan. You ever get Stan? No. There's not enough Stans around anymore mm. for that to happen. Stanley. Luckily. Stanley. I think I did tell you one time, I did know a guy, worked with him, whose name was Steve, but he spelled it with three E's. S-T-E-E-V-E. Steve. And I was like, hey, somebody spelled this guy's name wrong. And they're like, no. No, that's its spelling. That's how it's spelled. And I was like, where is he? (laughs) (laughs) Take me to him now. I need to see him. Yeah, who is this guy who one-upped the rest of us Steves? But (laughs) like, you know what? Extra fucking Ian. <laughs> like, oh my God, I never even considered this. Steve. <laughs> e is one of the letters that you can do that with. If you were to pop an extra O at the beginning of Jordan, it'd be Jordan. Yeah, that's Jew. right. It would mess Ooh. it up. Phonetically, it wouldn't work. Yeah. You could do two R's, but then it'd be like Jordan. <laughs> yeah. You would try to like roll, like roll them up <laughs> or like just not pronounce them at all like Joden, like I don't know, like I, would, silent, like, yeah. I would almost like silent them or something. We're <laughs> like, why are there two? You know, like it's got to be silent or something. I don't know, it's something weird. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let me get back to Fraser's apartment. Uh, they're eating cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the girl Renata says she wanted to eat some raw cookie dough. Fraser has some, has to be a Marty purchase. It has to be, it came out of his freezer though, so it's frozen. Yeah. Cookie that's, dough. That's got to be a Daphne or Marty. No way Fraser's popping in into the grocery store and saying, oh, some Pillsbury frozen cookie dough. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know. He'd he'd get the he'd fancy the, tea cookies or yeah, something. And he'd do the tub of cookie dough before he did the like tube. You think so? He's more of a tub guy than a tube guy? He doesn't eat anything in a tube or log form. That's a shame. <laughs> what about Beef Wellington? That's a tube log form. I suppose. I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm sure there are some logs he eats, but yeah. they'd have to be fancy ones, not cookie dough logs. Yeah, cheese or high-quality meats. So Christina gets back. Uh, Renata is quickly sent out to the hall, uh, and then Fraser begins to berate Christina for all the stuff Renata told him about how she's a flake, she makes her lie about her age, <laughs> she leaves her with weird people all the time, she constantly pulls this trick, the husband's not around, or the ex-husband's not around, and all that stuff. Um, but none of that's true. Uh, she's a 12-year-old girl. She lied to Fraser. She just needed the attention, or she was bored. <laughs> she was just, yeah, exactly, just bored. Probably <laughs> just screwing with him, because why not? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the mom, Christina's like, yeah, she wanted to stay at home alone. She's 12. She didn't want to come here tonight, but this was a last-minute thing. It's at night. Babysitter's not around. Tough. I got to take you somewhere. But she says, hey, no, I've... Uh, sorry, Frazier. I don't know why you're chewing me out. None of that's true. And I do not go out all the time. This is the first time I've gone out in a year. 
Oops. No, what? With a 12-year-old daughter and a supermodel background? You're like, I I don't get it. Like, you have a full-time babysitter that was willing to work for you at night, and you seemed like it was like a last-minute flake, and you all are very close. Like, I'm not buying it. Like, maybe supermodels only date once a year, but what's the point of being a supermodel then? Like, right. I don't know, like... You're in society. I would imagine she's maybe you, not romantically involved, but you'd imagine she's on dates of some well, form. Absolutely like, dates. And then like you would imagine that she would have to do things that were associated with her agency and being a supermodel. Like, hey, no, you're a supermodel. Like, we need you at this charity event. Or yeah, like you have to go to this party that or you know, or like Yeah, that's what's like how is she in all of this stuff and then like not networking in the evening ever or I mean maybe she was pretty good looking that's just like she seems like she dates quite frequently and i'm not saying the daughter wasn't lying but i was like the supermodel goes on dates when she's in her prime (laughs) of dating it's like okay like again maybe she meant she hasn't been romantically involved in like a relationship in a year but like i haven't gone out in a year Mm because i've got French lessons to teach my my. Yeah, and it's not an infant she's with. She has right. a twelve year old daughter with a full time babysitter. I was like, well, that's kind of on you, then, ma'am. Like, no offense. Like, I'm sure somebody was asking out the supermodel <laughs> at some point in time over the course of the last year. Huh. Whatever doesn't add up. Either way, Fraser's <laughs> blown his chances. He goes back to eating some cookie dough <laughs> with Eddie and Eric and Eddie share a lick. <laughs> and again, like no camera cut here. He just takes the lick right off it, hands it to Eddie. Eddie <laughs> licks it and then goes right back to Frazier. So he was all cool with the doing the dog mouth humor. He was fine. <laughs> Marty returns within the same night. So Frazier, I guess, did not plan to keep him out all night like he's done previously right. where he knew it was a done deal. This was just a, hey, come back later, and then if it's getting hot and heavy, then... Go to your room. <laughs> yeah, go to your room, old man. <laughs> and I guess that was the plan. Uh, and then Frazier gets a call from Daphne. We see Frazier pick up the phone and, oh, Daphne, you know, and that's about all you get. And then we get to the credit scene. It's Daphne, Marty, and Frazier... Riding around in that limo. Oh, so, yeah. So Daphne was like, F this. I'm taking this thing joyride. And Eddie. She, Eddie yeah, oh, Eddie was in there? Yeah. Shit, I missed Eddie in Eddie there. Was, Eddie had his whole head out the window. So okay. imagine being somebody driving down the street and then looking over and be like, look at that fancy dog in the limousine. Oh, must have been incredible. <laughs> look at how cute that fancy rich dog is. Incredible. That would be my first yeah, thought. rich dog. Yeah, celebrity dog. <laughs> He's so rich. Look at him. Put a little bow tie on him. Every dog should have a bow tie. I think so, too. I think dogs need to wear ties. They have such a prominent neck. Yes. They need to wear ties and, like, little vests. (laughs) I agree with all of those things. It's hard for me not to want to dress up dogs all the time. That's what you're going to do when I leave here, isn't it? You're going to dress up your dogs. I mean, I might now. (laughs) Now you've got to go to Petco. I've got a little pug. It's just incredible. (laughs) And then another uh, bigger rescue who I have no idea what her breed is. She's just a mix of other stuff, but... She lets me dress her up every now and then, not too often. She rips it off pretty quick. (laughs) All right. I hate this. Yeah, I know. Fine. But the pug, your pug with a a bow tie and like maybe a... Liz Lemon. A top hat. Yep. I got lemon and then old Patty Mayonnaise. Old Patty Mayonnaise. That's right. I might like TV a little bit. Do you want to hear my uh, Skeeter impression? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you almost said no. Okay, here it comes. This is, this, is, this is for all of you Doug fans out there. Ready? Hey, Doug! 
dog. I can't do it as high as I used to be able to. I used to be able to get as high as Skeeter as I've gotten older. Skeeter was an incredible character. Was there anyone else that was just straight blue on the show? Yeah, there. The dinks the, were like kind of purple. Who was the uh, Who was the guy that was Roger? Clark Roger kind of green. I thought Roger wasn't blue. Maybe he was all blue, but then it would have looked like he was Skeeter's brother. I thought he was green with orange hair. Was one of the Beats blue? <laughs> one of the band Potentially. members? Potentially. No. There's got to be some other blue guys on there. You're sure. right. Throughout the course of, this, of the series, there had to be. Mm. All right, well, let's get to our si- sideshow of the week. This is Seinfeld. It is the episode, The Dinner Party. It's mm. not the note I had in there from last week. I was like, I don't remember this being Seinfeld's Bad Girls episode. Bad Girls. No, uh, but it is season five, episode 13, The Dinner Party. Mm-hmm. What happened in this one is George, sorry, George, Jerry, Elaine, and Kramer are all attending a mutual friend's dinner party. On the way, Jerry and Elaine try to buy a dessert while George and Kramer try to buy a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I'm going to give you because that's kind of all that happens. That is all that happens. And then it's just like riffs and jokes. This is a very like Seinfeld act kind of heavy episode this is a great episode it's a lot like the chinese food restaurant or like it's just you know a couple of locations and it's just the actors being funny saying things so exactly it's a real writer heavy episode for sure which a lot of them are but the performances are great but the costuming with the gore-tex coat (laughs) like that does a lot of the work in this episode george in that gore-tex and then how they play off that is really really nice all the things that happen because of his giant coat that he's wearing yeah (laughs) exactly all the things that happen because of it and his reaction to each scenario (laughs) they're in where it's like Sometimes he's too hot. Sometimes he's the only <laughs> comfortable one because of the cortex. So, you know, like in this situation, George is perfect. But in this <laughs> other one, he's griping about this. He's so way that, too hot. Yeah. So it, I like that aspect of it a bunch. Where, like there's some funny wrinkles. He said his dad got it for got it for him through a connection that he had. Okay. <laughs> so Frank got it. <laughs> Frank got it. Yeah, yeah. Frank does have some weird clothing connections, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, Jerry's dad used to sell them, you know, rain garments. Coats. Yeah, raincoats for years. Uh, the executive, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Uh, so opening credits, we get Jerry on stage. He's doing the bit about how he wishes no one ever landed on the moon because everyone compares everything to that. Right. Like, oh, it's like the moon landing or since the moon landing. Right. Which know. is a cool premise for a bit. You know, I'm not going to do Jerry Seinfeld jokes on here, but uh, from just, hey, what's this? joke about it's i wish we never landed on the moon and then you can say all this other stuff right because everyone compares it to that and that's pretty much the whole run and he gets all the the language and each word just right there he nails it <laughs> does then we go to jerry's place elaine mentions that she got happy new year in february mm. that's not really a big problem i find february i've never really been happy new year i don't believe i have either maybe it's a new york thing where they just kind of like tell greeters to do it or like doormen or something like that yeah i maybe i just don't go to retail places enough in february would that annoy you if like february or march somebody's like hey happy new year and you're like what okay thanks not particularly i mean i wouldn't say it back i'd be like oh man you too man it's happy new year has more uh leeway than like merry christmas because merry christmas if it's if it's anywhere i mean that week in between 
Christmas and New Year's, you could say Merry Christmas. Right. You get a happy holiday. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Because the New Year happy is Christmas. still coming up. Yeah. You get all that. It's all encompassing during then. But yeah, it's like, for me a hard cutoff on Jan 3 for everything yeah. to me. Stop telling me that about the, this is, we're at Q1 here, baby. We got we got to crank it forward. I agree. And places keep running that damn Christmas music or, you know, they'll play Happy New Year until like the 7th or 10th sometimes. Sure. I like, left some of my Christmas de- decorations up until like the beginning of March this year because I was just too busy to take them down. Uh-huh. I did. Too busy. <laughs> it did. The garland around my door frame that stayed up and it was plugged in. So every night it would still go on, which I was like, well, I kind of have a recessed porch. So it just kind of looks like I've got like lights around my yeah. thing. Doesn't really look that, that weird. It's fine. Yeah. I finally got it off there though. You're in the spirit all the time. You're ready. Got it off of there. This is the last year that I'm buying a real tree though. Like this past year. In, yeah. I'm Invest done. in the plastic one. I'm I done. will tell you. And I know it's not. I mean, people up north and overseas are going to be like, you're terrible. What yeah. are you thinking? But no, no. Buying a nine foot plastic tree was the best decision yeah. of my life. We're going to be doing that from now on. Uh, and so I've easy. got one already that's that's like gently used uh, that should should be okay. I got to assess the situation, see if it, mm-hmm. if it just looks terrible, then got to bail. Got to bail on Pull that, that ripcord. Just put it on the roof. Uh, so it's very cold. That's why George has the Gore-Tex yeah, on. Yeah. Um, George and Elaine start hitting George in the Gore-Tex. They find a lot of fun <laughs> out of this. The, yeah, they yeah. just start slapping him like little kids. <laughs> I love that. They, exactly, it's a good little physical game. So they, <laughs> they slap him. They're like, what all can we do with this jacket? I'm sure that's what's happening. They're like, all right, let's introduce this wardrobe piece in here. And then what can we do with it? Um, they mentioned they're going to a party. Everyone's going. And Elaine wants to stop on the way for a uh, bottle of wine. Sure. George doesn't drink wine. George drinks Pepsi. He does drink Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we just bring some Pepsi? Exactly. So that becomes the kind of like adult debate here <laughs> on the, hey, I've been invited to a dinner party. Am I bringing something that if I'm going, is this something for me to consume? Is it just a gesture? Right. Is it something for me to contribute to the party at large? Both of those things, yes. And so that's, I think, where George was coming from, where he's like, well, if we're legitimately talking about what would I like to consume at a party and what do I think other people might enjoy, there's nothing wrong with a Pepsi alternative, a gift. No, it pro- it's not going to work as a gift Like gesture. here, we brought you some Pepsi. Yeah, that won't work for sure. But, I mean, George just being George, I, I would have no problem if a dude rolled up with a two liter of Pepsi or whatever. Right. I'd be like, all right, this, this guy's in. And I, I think George mentions that. I would much rather have Pepsi than wine, personally. It, it would depend on the occasion. But if it's cold outside... I would probably go wine first, but it, like hot day, yeah, I'm probably drinking an ice cold Pepsi mm. over I'm drinking room temperature wine or even slightly chilled red wine sure. or white wine. Heck I'm yeah, just not I'll a drink wine the Pepsi. Guy. I'm not a wine guy. I, I like I like like I said before. It's a good sippable. I'll drink Pepsi I res- too fast. I respect wine, and I, I respect the hell out of those people that are professional wine tasters. That was right. cool. I did watch that movie, by the way. Zom, it was, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Really neat. There's another one. I need to see if that's any good too. But there's like Zom two. I was gonna say there is Zom two. I don't. 
Maybe I watched that. I if it's remember. the same as the first one, I don't really care that much. But I think it might be like just guys just, studying to become yeah, someone. Yeah, like, All right, I got it now. I see the process. It's I see I, how hard this is. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's very hard. Like I the, don't have that skill. Literally becoming a P like PhD, getting your doctorate in wine. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not a wine drinker. Uh, never really have been. I just don't. I don't know. I'd rather have juice or milk. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Or I like sweet things typically more so than I like um, balanced things yeah. uh, like wine. And that's typically what wine does for me. It's like adds balance to a meal more so than, again, adding like a little sweetness or you sure. know, a little bit of uh, extra joy. But the plus side is that it gets you buzzed. You know, mm, that's, that's why true. I like wine. Just drink eggnog or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink that garbage nog that we talked about on the Christmas episode. Let's not get into it. Let's not. Uh, then we get to Kramer's car. Kramer's driving people around. Is he in a cab? Is he driving a cab? No, or is it no, just no. His yellow it's car? his yellow car that he gotcha. has. Gotcha. Uh, Elaine wants to stop at the bakery, so now she wants more than just wine. She says, hey, wine's not enough for four people. We can't just show up with one bottle of wine. We've got to stop at a bakery now. Got to get a cake. Got to get a cake, something. And George is starting to get incensed. <laughs> um, uh, he's, he's so cheap. He just says, "Hey, let's just grab some ring dings. We don't need to go to a. <laughs> don't need to go to a bakery. We're gonna. Oh, we're already stopping at the liquor at store. The liquor store. We'll grab get, ring dings. Get some ring dings. I is that like ding dongs? I don't know what ring dings are. I did just not know some that particular packaged snack cake. I'm sure." <laughs> Exactly. That's what I assumed. I was like, he, I'd imagine it's just a like zebra cake or. I love that Kramer's like, oh, I like ring dings. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where he mentions it. He's like, hey, if you show up with ring dings and Pepsi, yeah, most of the people are going to be trying to be hoity toity and like Europeans here with the Chardonnay and Beaujolais, but there's going to be a couple people who pull me aside and say, hey, man, I appreciate you bringing the Pepsi and ring dings to this shindig. Hey, thanks for keeping it, keeping it down to earth here, but. <laughs> That's the George is being George. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a tough balance because the people who are putting on the dinner party are probably not expecting Pepsi and ring dings. That's why they're <laughs> serving one type of fare and providing wine typically or other alcoholic beverages. So. God, that would have been amazing because had Elaine not ridden with them, he would have brought Pepsi and ring dings. Yes. Mm-hmm. George is George. That's the way he'll show up. I love it. It's great. Uh, so then we get to the bakery. It's just Jerry and Elaine now. We've had our four cast members split off, and that's how they'll stay pretty much through the whole episode. <laughs> so now it just turns into like an A storyline and a B storyline. So it's not one of the, hey, they've each all got their own storylines that are going to converge at right. the end here or dovetail into each other. It's just an A and a B, just these two. So it does make it easy to keep track of. And we're going to hang in the bakery and the liquor store <laughs> or right outside the liquor store most of this episode. It's in the bakery. Jerry says he loves the black and white cookie. I mean, I know what it is. I don't buy those near as commonly. When I was a kid, I'm sure when I didn't see it, and they do show it to you later in the yeah. episode, I'm sure I thought he meant an Oreo right. or, or like a Hydrox or whatever. I was like, yeah, the black and white cookie, like an Oreo or something like that is what I thought he was it's just referencing. The, it's just the frosting. It's like a sugar cookie with two different yeah, kinds of frosting. But this one is just, yeah, a black and white frosting on the sugar cookie. Which so. I guess was a staple at a bakery. Yeah. It looked like more of like a yin-yang kind of thing to me, where I was like, all right, if you just you know, loop it a little bit more, or do a little curve over here, it's like a yin-yang. Yeah. Uh, Elaine wants a chocolate babka. 
That's what they're there for. They're there to buy a babka. Jerry does mention that he doesn't want to hold the cake box <laughs> when they get to the place because it looks a little dainty. <coughs> it's too dainty to hold it by the little string. What the heck does he care? Why I don't does know. he? I mean, Jerry. Jerry is a little insecure. Has been historically person, insecure one, about his masculinity. How many people see it when he enters and hands it to the host really quick? He was one envisioning person? like walking, like yeah, they open the door and then he like, like walks in with it. Like I don't know. So <laughs> he he's the guy with the cake and like why also, would it be dainty? You, the babka's got some sustenance to it, right? It's, it's in a, a box, so you could just move your hand to the bottom of the box and carry it that way, or two hands. Also, what I consider, you know? I was like, he doesn't have to look. Da- he's the guy holding something for the woman. Why did he ask her to be holding it when they got to the door? I was like, all right, <laughs> weird move, Jerry. But okay. <laughs> um, but then it gets down to like deli number system stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, they forgot to take a number. Where the hell do they get all? get off they go ask somebody else for their number they're like well that's not fair i was here before these people let me go ask that lady like, for that's her not number. the way the system works what the hell are they thinking Where, what number does that lady now get she can't piggyback on your number like this wasn't a friendly thing like it's like hey we were here before you can we have your number like <laughs> no no go yeah. to hell if somebody said that to me i'd be like uh no <laughs> like guess you should have pulled a number right when you walked in just like i did hey is this your first time in a bakery in new york dumbass you know like i would imagine they know the system pretty well like and when it's that busy they probably use a number system if you see people milling about and not lined up in a line i don't know if it was before this or after this in seinfeld but they use that bakery again that's where he that's where he buys the uh the rye bread okay that's probably the later rye. on, but I don't know, actually. I got to do it. I got to have Eat some Eat your Skittles. Them. I don't care. Your, the, the fans love it. That's what they come in for. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. My virgin ears. <laughs> uh, you've just, I mean, you've just taken the Skittles away and put I, them right in my ears. I can't keep taking them like pills, and I got I to <laughs> chew on them. <laughs> Finally had to give it a I chew. Need, I need to taste a rainbow now. Big League Podcast Skittles. And these are the wild berry. Those are really good. I'm a tropical guy myself. You want some? No, I'm fine. All right. I'm not going to do that right some now. Some titanium dioxide. <laughs> some titanium dioxide. Let me know when they put drugs in those, <laughs> and then I'll eat some. Okay. Uh, so, they... As it, there's no shot that this person changes their number with them. So Elaine's just kind of an a-hole. I agree. Um, we, get, we cut back to Kramer's car real quick. George and Kramer can't find a parking spot. They say they don't want to double park. Uh, but George spots an opening right in front of the liquor store. Great. Miracle. So, so they pop in. Uh, go back to the bakery. Elaine and Jerry realize they know the woman that they're arguing with it's this barbara benedict lady or something and they realize hey we're all going to the same party together well this is now awkward and it gets pretty nasty pretty quick where (laughs) the benedicts are like well good you're not getting my number good luck basically so elaine wasted a shit ton of time just not taking a number or whatever that's what i kept thinking the entire time i was like just go over and take a number it goes pretty quickly and Jerry knew the guy for some reason, but it didn't seem like Elaine and Jerry had met them together. 
Right. But those two were definitely married because the baker calls her Mrs. Benedict later. So she's either cheating on her husband with some other rando dude that Jerry knows <laughs> or that was Mr. Benedict. Um, so huh. I don't know that we ever see the Benedicts again. We don't I see them at the party, obviously, but I don't know. I don't think so. It's weird that they gave them names. So I was like, all right, that could have just been some some lady, but they gave him the full first and last name. Hmm. Are trying to hook up some writer's friend or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or but, it literally actually happened to that's Larry true. David. Or, yeah, that's true. He's like, this asshole Barbara Benedict's husband was there too, you know. Who knows? But they go in front of him. They snag the last chocolate babka. And <laughs> even if they weren't snagging the last one, I think, didn't Jerry and Elaine already figure out that like if they show up with a babka before us, our babka's useless, right. right? They'll have the lesser babka. Exactly. So I guess they are going to take another one. That's what they get to eventually when they get to the cinnamon side there. Um, but I would think two babkas is probably too much for a party now. Even if you know someone else is bringing a hefty dessert. What is a babka? Is it just like... I, that's what another thing I was going to say. I We don't have them in Texas. Or if we do, no. I don't buy them. That's a New York thing. I, I imagine that it's like flavored bread. Yeah, uh, it's like a loaf exactly. of bread that's kind of cake like that you can slice and you have a little piece of it and it's yeah. tastes good. Yeah, I don't know the like airiness level of it. Yeah. If it's a dense bread, like a pound or like, cake, or is it like right? Yeah, I, exactly. I don't know if it's got a like hard exterior, like a you know bowl or is something it like, like, a like cinnamon a roll type thing. Yeah, or? like I don't know if it's a loaf or what it is. I think it's a loaf. It is a loaf. Looked like loafy. Looked loafy. Uh, so, yeah, you and I both, we've never had Bopkas, the Bopka Bopka bros, the no Bopka kings. So we get back to the liquor store quickly. George is still in the Gore-Tex. Now he's burning up. So he was great in the cab while other people were a little cold. George is now burning up inside an establishment. (laughs) Kramer's picking out a wine. They say they're going to spend 12 bucks. Doesn't seem like a lot to me on a party <laughs> gift, but okay. I'm like, all right, you're going to buy a $12 bottle of wine from a liquor store. George hates that notion. <laughs> in New York, nonetheless, I was like, that's probably not a very expensive bottle at all, even in 1994, but okay. What's funny is he has the money. Yeah, he's got a $100 bill. He's got bill. a $100 bill. Yeah. George is incensed he's by the $12. Because he's like, they ain't spending no $12 on no cake over there. Like, all right. That's always blown my mind how people are like, I'm willing to spend eight or nine, but 12 is out of the question. It's like, what are you going to do? Was that $2 a lot? Like, what is you have it allocated, earmarked for something else? Like, (laughs) it adds up if you're saving for something, but George is not saving for anything. George is just altogether cheap, I think. And so, (laughs) I mean, you're not, you're, you're 100% right in George's scenario where it's like, what? I mean, Buddy, you burn money at that diner all the time. Like, you could save money in other areas. Like, just eat it on this one. You know, you're fine, buddy. What's <laughs> that Gore-Tex code? See, you're getting dinner made for you. You're going to a party to have dinner made for you. It's there you a free go. dinner. That's you're saving, kind of the you're whole saving your money for the night. There you right. go. And that should have been Elaine's defense to him initially. Is like, hey, they are feeding you dinner. Yes, you can have some kind of just gift or some bearing of goodwill Shut when you up, get 15 there. Bucks. Right. <laughs> um, so George is incensed. <laughs> this is where Kramer reveals he doesn't have his wallet. <laughs> um, his osteopath told him not to carry one because it's bad for his spine. I respect that. 
Uh, I never carry my wallet. So Kramer stopped carrying any money at all. Mm. Just no money. Says he gets by. <laughs> like, no credit cards, no debit. So George has to pick up the tab for this. That's how he gets by. <laughs> That's how he gets by. We go back to the bakery. This is where Elaine and Jerry are arguing over what to get. Now that the chocolate bob is gone, they say, all right, we'll go with cinnamon. Jerry does his bit about how cinnamon's revered and should be on tables like salt and pepper. He goes up in the high voice. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, you know, he does his it. Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> thing. Uh huh. You know, anytime someone says something is good, what's in this? The answer is always cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah, bingo, cinnamon. So he's <laughs> screaming in that bakery. Uh, and so they get up to the the front counter. There, they order a black and white cookie and a cinnamon babka. Yeah. So Jerry's got his cookie. Elaine's got her babka. Then we go back to the liquor store. This is where George hands over the hundred dollar bill to this very angry shopkeeper. <laughs> I was not a good mood. He was not. <laughs> I get it. He's just shelling out liquor all day for people. Like you're just making combo. You're just jockeying a register. You're like, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> um, they won't break the hundred, so George has to exit the liquor store and he hits up a magazine stand. <laughs> Kramer just like, hey, buy some gum or whatever. And you're like, well, so you're going to try to... George ticked about that. He's like, I got to buy gum now. No, I got to buy, spend more money. Spend more money to break this $100 bill. What's so funny is George tried to break a $100 bill with like a 65 cent purchase. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yes. <laughs> He's like, here's a pack of gum. You do it. Most people, I mean, most establishments will be like, no, I can't. I don't have enough cash in my register to do that. I don't have that much change. Well, that's what's annoying. The magazine stand guy did he would yeah he probably just he's like i don't want the inconvenience of having to go back to the bank every time somebody does this because i can't all of just his, be a place that breaks hundreds for people all, like yeah I'm not and the bank. all of his purchases everybody's buying so they need change they, they need give you change. a five you know yes. and you need he needs those ones and those right. in those coins so i'm sure he does but it is weird when because i agree i don't ever pay with hundred dollar bills on small purchases. Right. I, I feel bad buying something with a twenty that's like a dollar right. or two at a seven eleven. I'm like, sorry, I know you gotta go into some dumb safe now and three times in ten minutes because I just got eighteen bucks off you here or something, <laughs> but sorry, man. My bad. Uh but some places are all cool with it. They're like, Yeah, sure, you know. Uh this is what I found self checkouts are pretty good at. Uh, if you got a hundred dollar bill drop it in that self-checkout. As long as there's an attendant there in case something goes terribly wrong, those things are loaded up with cash and they won't, give you, any, yeah, they won't give you any crap at all. They've got 80 bucks, you know, mm. plus a 18 and change there just waiting for My you. local Walmart is explicitly no cash. What? Yeah, in this self-checkout. Explicitly, no cash, card only, or, fa- or Walmart pay. That's weird. Yeah, never any cash. Man, it's not allowed in the cell. You cannot go through, and they'll have one section of it. You cannot go through that self checkout if you're paying in cash. Luckily, I don't ever have cash. The thing, I don't carry cash much anymore. So this is a very '90s problem that George is going with here, yeah. or a like drug dealer problem, or somebody who rolls around with hundreds and makes small purchases. I'd imagine when you have hundreds and you're a high roller, you're spending it on. I don't know, tipping strippers or something. I don't know. Likely, yeah. yeah that's what I imagine. Every chicken rich wings. Food, yeah volume chicken wings large um, buckets of them yeah bingo 100 at a time mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. uh, so the shopkeep here at the magazine stand or whatever says hey i'm not gonna break your 100 either uh so it just keeps goading them into adding more so they eventually add a newspaper a clark bar 
and Kramer convinces George to get a penthouse for him because <laughs> he's convinced it's real. Yeah. George is like, it's not real, man. This stuff is made up. I mean, <laughs> I like Kramer's like, oh, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's real. Oh, it's real. I've never read a penthouse forum, but I'd imagine <laughs> I have a pretty good understanding of what it is sure. based on what Frazier or sorry, Kramer has read aloud here. <laughs> uh, so they buy it. George is now in over 20 bucks. He's pissed. Some guy bumps him with this coat right there. So we get another little coat gag. Yeah, George. that guy was in. He got mad. That guy like oh, yelled yeah. at him in a different language. Yeah, that dude was ticked. He, <laughs> he was like, so Take it mad. Easy, man. Be cool. Be cool, man. <laughs> and I was just very mad that he got bumped by George's cortex. <laughs> so we go back to the bakery. There's a hair. A hair on the food. Okay, that's unacceptable. It is? You ever sent food back for hair on it? No, I usually just pull it off and, you know, don't. it's just, it's unacceptable. It is tough. I feel bad when it's an item that took a long time to prepare, like a baked, like a baked a good. Baked good yeah. We're like, like, now in their scenario with that specific lady at the thing, coughing her lungs out and doing all that crap. Like I probably would be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, she hasn't started coughing yet. Right, that's but true. At this point, we're just at the hair. But I agree. I would have just sent it back. You're yeah. like, we don't need to go serve. This I need to somebody. I need else a different this. one. Yeah. Give me a prepackaged item. Was there anything you didn't bake? Show me the baker. Like, is he coughing on crap too? Um, one part in here is that we see them try to walk back up to the counter, and a guy says he's online. Mm. This is the most New York thing ever mm. that they say I'm online right now when they mean waiting in line. Yep, yeah, we just don't do that here. No, that's not a thing in our in our our local nomenclature. Where we stand in line, we don't stand online. No. Uh, Elaine has to take a number to speak with the counter woman again. Bullshit. That's, it seems like a pain in the ass. It's like, bullshit. hey, no, I just went through the damn number system. <laughs> I'm trying to make a quick return real quick, you jerk. She even mentioned, she was like, it took us 15 minutes just to get this. Yeah, like, I don't have time to wait here for an hour for this GD hair to come off. So <laughs> it is frustrating. We go back to the liquor store. George is now screaming in the liquor store about buying wine. He's not happy at all. Kramer's reading penthouse form aloud. <laughs> they realize they go out to the exterior real quick. Someone blocked George in and they double parked him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> George is now arguing about how stupid the person is. He blocked him in and says he quickly goes on a run about how he wants to run for office and petition for the death penalty for double parkers. So they're like, let's just make George take it to just the extreme here. So far with it. Yeah. And another thing we don't have a lot of here in Texas, there's not a lot of double parking yet. I mean, again, people will move here. So and double parking is just like if, if you're downtown and somebody parks on the street, like at a, at a meter, somebody parks next to you on the street. Correct. And that I want, is unfathomable to me. I've parked illegally. Well, yeah. When I had a like, that's very similar to double parking. Like a load-in only zone or something? Correct. Like just right up on a curb where there was no parking in an outlet mall. And you're like, I have to run into that one place and I'm not going to like so park just chance behind it. somebody. But I could. I was that, like, because I saw other people just parking behind people where you're like, 
hey, some of these people have pickups, or some some of us are just running in super quick to Dude, a place. Listen, if you're here shopping all day, looking around for the for the golf cart in the parking lot, pretty like, much. Where is he? Well, and then you like like a bunch of other people are doing something kind of shady too. So let me just pop on my hazards here. Let me just jump uh, out. I'm gonna run into this place real quick, buy what I need, get right back out here. Yeah, but you didn't block anybody in. I did not block an yeah. individual, but I did see other people blocking individuals. Mm, so mm. I think it can happen even on the like head in because this was like head in parking and yeah. there was none of it in this location so people were just pulling up behind and blocking in two to three people that had parked head in oh boy. where i was like ooh, that's uh so i don't know if that's technically double parked sure but i would imagine it is to a degree huh uh so would be infuriating for sure if yeah you exit an establishment and you, you know who leave. double parks a lot i mean he he moves the local ice cream guy in the ice cream truck at, yep. at one of the parks that we go to not even just one multiple multiple that's like our ice cream guy thing they they go and they double park behind cars and you'll be like i gotta go and they'll be like okay well let me move i got a gun man <laughs> move <laughs> it's the texas let, rules let me let me let me out uh and they'll be like well let me finish selling all my ice cream right here because this is a prime time spot you know true it's bullshit it i mean you get the park run it is prime time for those guys because they're not burning much gas they're stationary at that point dude it's not to go on another not in like a big tangent but there is a dude uh, that sells ice cream, and I think he has like a proprietary like contract with the city park in Allen uh, or in Plano, and it's pretty unbelievable. I, I mean, just logistically, just like or statistically, looking at the number of people that he gets while we're there, and how much money I spend on you know my little small family of four while I'm there, twenty bucks a pop per family probably somewhere in the vicinity of like 150 families that mm -hmm. are getting ice cream and it's just like this guy is raking it in i'm in the wrong business yes uh child services is well known to be where a lot of money is that's why daycare centers do very well kids nights out at gymnastics centers, yeah. children's activities where you've got volume and very quick volume yeah Yes, it's a good little Dude, business. It makes model. sense. Yeah. I mean, we went to this birthday party last weekend at Strong mm -hmm. Fitness Center. I don't know if you guys ever took your kids there. No. It's like a They're a, not an advertiser. No. It, <laughs> imagine like American Ninja Warrior, mm -hmm. right? But like a just facility for kids to do that. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. They had like big soccer fields inside, indoor soccer fields. And then the other side was like all like strength and like, you know, uh, what is it called? Um that, conditioning yeah that that <laughs> one type of workout that people do that's not like a traditional workout crossfit crossfit oh yeah there's this other side was a crossfit there's some jacked up people in there but the other side was like all these like bays with picnic tables and then you just have kids birthday parties there and i'm sure that was the bulk of their money yeah i would imagine you can charge people a lot for that hmm. i said the the kids night out around me uh is just insane where they're like yeah it's like uh 40 bucks and you can drop your kid off for five hours or whatever. And you're like, well, damn, that's cheaper than bringing a babysitter to my house. Yeah. And yeah, there's stuff kids. to do here. Yeah. And there's lots of kids. And you like start looking at it. And, exactly. Yeah. They'll give them pizza. And like to them, you're like, it's nothing but margins. All they're doing is paying teenage staff to go watch. I mean, because it's usually like camp counselor yeah. type staff. Yeah. You know, these aren't. It's not educational necessarily. It's no, you're coming to play at a gymnastics center. Like, Absolutely. It, like, no, you're just coming to play for five hours and eat some dang pizza. Yeah. Like, we used to do that all the time. Yeah. It's a great little moneymaker for sure. You're just paying for facilities. Huh? Uh, so we get back to the bakery. Elaine and Jerry are waiting. 
Jerry says he has to get the hair taken off or replace it because one time he found a hair in his farina. This is a cereal of some sort. Oh, apparently. is that what that is? Yeah, it's like an old grain cereal. So it's like a porridge almost. Or oh, whatever. I, I imagined. I thought it was a. I just assumed it was a pasta. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to look it up. I was like, "What the heck is this?" And no, man, it's a. It's yeah, some old type of cereal or okay. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they finally get back up to the counter. The baker is just coughing all over it. So now they want no no part of uh, <laughs> no part of that babka. Uh, Kramer car they're still hanging out george is now worried about how madeline will be that they're late um because <laughs> uh, he says he's kind of scared of elaine he doesn't like it uh which is a good little running gag we go back to the bakery immediately see elaine like man i can't wait to she's, so yeah, pissed. she's just pissed at george she can't wait to rough him up basically like all of george's fears are confirmed she even mentioned the same thing he did she was like when i pulled that hat down over his face yes so they both have the same incident in mind where it's going to be just as bad as that. <laughs> if not worse, yeah. Because <laughs> they can't get back. The George and Kramer went to get alcohol. Took they the can't car. leave. Yeah. yeah, they have the car. Now Elaine and Jerry need a ride. They've got their pastry. <laughs> They're, I mean, I guess they have to still exchange it, or but now they don't want it. or They've gotten the exchange back, so yeah. now they're ticked off. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so Jerry did eat his black and white cookie during all of this, though. Yeah. After witnessing the woman coughing, don't know if that's what caused it or if it was just the cookie itself, but causes him to feel a little queasy. I don't know how uh, frosting, I mean, unless it was just like a really bad batch of frosting or something, how that would, you know, I, I assume it's from the coughing, the sickness in the, yeah, <laughs> in that, the that's, that's what, what I the imagine. implication is. Exactly. It's like he saw a woman coughing. There must be something in the air. I doubt it was the cookie that reacted to him that fast. <laughs> Um, but he doesn't want to puke because he's had a vomit streak since 1980. So <laughs> he doesn't want to break the 14-year vomit streak. Uh, then you see a guy walk by, crush Elaine's toe with a cane. That doesn't pay off too great. I mean, it's just some other bad crap that, that guy was That guy, I quote that guy all the time. The guy that's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's so weird. I, he was, I mean, he was struggling like he had a big leg brace on like he was doing the best he could he was just down at a bakery trying to get some something sweet for himself to eat there and then he didn't mean to cane her foot i mean i get the sense that that was like somebody because he had such a character about him you know what i mean so like that was like some actor from another show or a movie i don't even know who it was probably sorry yeah they definitely liked that affectation (laughs) to his voice like yeah do that uh Jerry exits this scene by going to vomit, so he he breaks his streak by the end of it here. (laughs) Then we go back to the liquor store. George and Kramer are now hanging out inside the liquor store because Kramer is freezing outside. (laughs) Not George, though. George was just fine outside. He's got that coat on. He's got that Gore-Tex. Unfortunately, they all bump into each other, and then Kramer accidentally uh, breaks multiple bottles of wine. (laughs) So now shop keeps mad, says they have to pay for it. So I want to point out that it was not actually Kramer that bumped into the wine. That was George because his coat was so large. Oh, okay. I thought George's coat bumped Kramer into the wine. No, but I think, either way, it I was think Kramer bumped George gotcha. and George like turned and then he knocked over a bunch because his arms were so big. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the the coat was certainly at fault. Yeah. Was the like, God damn it. This coat is freaking now, coat. Yes. <laughs> this coat has caused this some way or the other. See, I agree. It probably was George. That makes far more sense. Uh-huh. Um, so they don't have the money. 
but they have to pay for all this alcohol. So then we cut to the exterior. The Gore-Tex coat is gone. Uh, <laughs> George is cold now. George is now freezing. <laughs> and you would be if you got used to that Gore-Tex feel and now you're left out in the cold. Oh, yeah, and Kramer's car has no heat. No, no heat. Yeah. Uh, so then we find out who the double parker was. A guy walks out. Um, it was Saddam Hussein yeah. who, double, <laughs> who parked him in there or double parked him, blocked him in. <laughs> Uh, it was not the actor's voice. No. It said uh, when I was researching it that it was read by Larry David. You don't believe that? It's kind of, I, mean, I, I do believe it because I know he did other voiceovers. Yeah. I knew that going in and I was like, man, that does, even knowing that, that's a pretty interesting Larry David character voice. That he was I, doing a fake British accent. That's I was like, I have not heard much of that because like the Steinbrenner stuff, you can tell and you hear him voice like do overdubs on other lines yeah. that he wanted better or yeah. off screen lines that he wanted in there. But that one did not sound as much like Larry David as I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, and we go back to the bakery. Everyone reunites. Elaine is, of course, ticked off at George. <laughs> and uh, how it resolves is they finally get to the party to deliver this bop gun wine, and they do not stay. No. They, it, that's pretty much crazy. The night was ruined. <laughs> yeah, right. Night was ruined by having to go stop off and get this dessert. And guaranteed those people already ate. So Yeah. So why the hell is Elaine mad at George? If anything, George was the one who was right. They should have just showed up dealt with the no gift bearing and had a lovely time. That's true. Even if it wasn't, oh, hey, sorry, we didn't bring you a gift. That takes two seconds to clear up or whatever. And hey, I'll I'll bring you two bottles of wine next time. Or, you know, it's all good. Right. We'll we'll do this again soon. So bring a summer sausage. I'm sorry. George was right. George was right. I mean, Elaine screwed this whole night up. It was (laughs) Elaine who wanted to go to this bakery. And well, they probably could have got away with just going to the like one or the other, but not splitting up and going to both different places. And and then uh, what what perplexes me is why did they even bring it? Why did they even go over there and bring it after all that? They should have just gone home and drank the bottle of wine and ate the babka. I guess only to keep up appearances is what I would say. Because you're right. There is really no point in bringing it over there. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Because then she would have been like, well, I invited you and you guys just stiffed me on that. I guess they, yeah, I mean, if you RSVP'd, you got to show up. I would. You're right. I would imagine there was an RSVP. You can't just not call, not show up. Four that would, guests. That yeah. would be a much bigger social faux pas where you were like, you would get chastised for that in the future yeah anyway that yeah. wraps up another wonderful edition of sideshow <laughs> fraser hope you had fun reliving this weird time in 1994 from january here uh, stay tuned next week i'm sure we'll do something zany i think i know the sideshow for next week already actually because it is the pilot episode of the critic oh boy that's right so uh, John Lovitz having some fun there. and we'll This is only it. our, what, second animated one that we've done. Correct. We've done one episode Simpsons. of The Simpsons, and now we'll get The Critic, which was from the same writing team that uh, started The Simpsons, but they had left at this point. So God. they went over to The Critic. Well, I'm excited about that, Steve, because I haven't seen an episode of The Critic since, like, 1994. I mean, I used to catch it on TV, and, uh, yeah, I haven't. I, I do not remember it. Let's hope to God we can find it streaming somewhere because I have no idea if it's available. So most likely it'll be the critic next week, depending on what illegal stream or like we have to have to, you know, a 20 minute episode. We have to watch in like 12 parts on YouTube or whatever. (laughs) 
That'll be fun. Can't wait. <laughs> right, we'll see you then. Bye.